you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Galactic Holodash! Welcome to the Scum and Villainy Podcast. I'm your host, Richard White, better known as Kelvin Tiberius, feared pirate lord, respected by, you know, a few people, feared maybe by less than that. Anyways, joining me today is uh, Blair Bunky, uh, our ship's janitor, uh, better known as Scruffy. Blair is the heart of the swarm. Now, if you haven't seen that out there, we'll kind of get into that. But what's up, Blair? How's it going? Uh, you got a new nickname now. Does that feel cool? Huh? Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> nice. God damn it, player. Also joining us today is Tyler Tippett, better known as Starslinger72, ship's cook and hero of the Empire. What's up, Tyler? Not a whole lot. Just biding my time until today so yeah. that uh, we can start getting excited. Yeah, are you hyped for all the new waves? I, I'm hyped for other people to play the new waves so that I can go farm them. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, so yeah, we will get into the new waves. We'll talk about what we're going to get into in a little bit. But also joining us today is Will Barnacle, the uh, scum and villainy designated driver. Uh, what's up, uh, Will? Not a whole lot. Just glad to get out of that stupid attack shuttle. Yeah, yeah. So Will has been at almost every single Worlds we go to our designated driver so i kept telling him when we'd be like drunkenly carted off from one bar or another like will i'm gonna let you get on the show at some point and will's like okay that sounds great and then i promptly forgot about it so (laughs) (laughs) so will's uh will's here today uh we're gonna talk to will and uh, talk to him about his x-wing stuff we're gonna go through some of our booty uh blair had an interesting uh regional recently and i've got some awesome news we're gonna go into uh some booty we're gonna hand out uh, as part of our patreon uh, promise that we said we do and we got all this cool stuff we're gonna hand some of that stuff out and then we're gonna get into our main subject which is Basically, Wave 12 and 13 coming out at the exact same time in the pandemonium that's ensued. So let's uh, start off uh, with Will. Will, um, since people may or may not know you, uh, let's start off with uh, how long you've been playing uh, X-Wing for? Uh, since Wave 1, actually. Not um, not mm-hmm. quite the beginning, but uh, right before, I think it was the Kessel Run. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that was my first tournament. That's actually where Tyler and I met, so... Will was the only other person running Empire in the entire tournament. That is true. And we were running oddly similar lists, Vader with a mini swarm, basically. Oh, uh, so, uh, God, I love mini swarms. I miss those so much. <laughs> I really do. And it's just like, ties are just not good enough anymore. Isn't that funny? Like, that was used to be like the... The, the, the benchmark? Be all, yeah, the benchmark yeah. of efficiency. Can you can you measure Anyways. it up against an academy pilot? <laughs> yeah. So, what got you into X-Wing, Will? Uh, well, Star Wars is awesome, for one. Uh, two, I've always been kind of like a uh, big fan of kind of like uh, real-time strategy games and turn-based strategy games. And uh, 
it like really was one of those things. I think I saw a YouTube video or something about it at one point, and I was just like, holy crap, that game looks like it's made for me. Um, and then just kind of bought in, which was very easy to do when you only had four ships to worry about. Yeah, um, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and then There's more ships coming out like today. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then uh, uh, basically uh, showed up to a Kessel run and had four TIE fighters and, and Darth Vader on the table, and, and that was pretty much it. So You mentioned that you're a Star Wars fan, and as of this taping, The Last Jedi hasn't come out. Uh, what are you most excited about for The Last Jedi? Uh, That's a good question. I think I'm most interested to see the direction they go with Rey. Um, because obviously there's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff in the trailers, you know, teasing that, that she goes dark and everything. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of red herrings. Um, so I am kind of curious to see what, what surprises Ryan Johnson has in store with this uh, this episode. I've said this a thousand times. He directed uh, Ozymandias, the best episode of Breaking Bad, and in my opinion, the best episode of television ever. Uh, and let's see here. So I, I wanted to say FFG, like, cause they're like the big bad corporation <laughs> yeah. to most of my X-Wing life. But Disney liked Ryan Johnson so much that they gave him at least the, 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 the story for the next trilogy period. So that's got me pretty hyped. Um, anyways, what other games have you played uh, competitively? Will? Um, actually, most of it's been more on the video game side. Um, I played mm-hmm. StarCraft and, you know, mostly Brood War way back in the day. I, I makes me mm-hmm. feel really, really old. Um, I've also played a lot of, like, uh, Street Fighter and Tekken and Virtua Fighter and a lot of fighting games and stuff online. Have I, so. have I told you that, uh, that Tasteless and Day9 <laughs> used to go to high school with me? Because you mentioned Brood War. Yeah, really? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have beat both of them in StarCraft one time each. <laughs> <laughs> one time. And that is probably the second coolest thing about me to this podcast is I've beaten them <laughs> each one time. They were both trying like some, like, I'm just going to try this stupid idea. And I beat them with, like, a... I beat both of them with a freaking uh, Protoss... Uh, Oh, Rush, with you could do the Zealot Rush. Ah, it was amazing. Uh, but I had no business winning. I just got stupid lucky. And they've beaten me so many times that I won't talk about it. Um, anyways, uh, so for X-Wing, though, what's your favorite faction? Uh, so uh, before Scum was a thing, um, it was pretty much Imperial exclusively. Um, I played around with Rebel stuff, just more in, on the fun side, but they didn't really fit my play style. Uh, but since Scum became kind of an entity in this game, that's mostly what I've been running competitively. Um, obviously, what is it about what is it about Scum that uh, that you like so much? Uh, I think it's just the weird kind of goofy combos that you can kind of kind of chain together. Um, but uh, robots are like the list that just kind of fit me like a glove um and so mm-hmm. i've obviously been flying them for forever yeah yeah um, we should mention that it's a hundred percent official 100 percent until the next world <laughs> you're the best robot player in the world aren't you <laughs> according to the results in uh in may yes yes that is true so um, what so you ranked the highest playing robot player how did you end up finishing just so people have an idea of that like 
you're not just on because you drove us around. You actually <laughs> do know about X-Wing because you've been playing forever and you're yeah. good. Um, yeah, I, I finished 29th, I believe. Um, so I was one of the seven seven win guys that just didn't have the MOV to, to make the cut. So mm-hmm. um, it was uh, it was crazy. Everyone, when they knew what I was flying, they just kind of stared at me and thought I was crazy in, in that meta at the time. But I felt 100% comfortable. Like, I, I knew what I was doing and... I felt like I hadn't answered almost anything I saw. I just have had you to done uh, control bots yet? Uh, yes, actually, quite a bit. Like oddly, uh, Tyler kind of kind of messaged me about what Jesper was doing, and I kind of laughed. And I'm like, well, I've I've kind of messed around with that before. <laughs> That's not a new concept to me. Um, and I I played around with it, and I think I actually mentioned to you like right after. I'm like, I went to. Tr- you know, double tractor beam, double ion cannon, and I was trying to figure out how many shoots do I run with the ion bombs, and that ended up being what what Jesper ended up settling on with with double tractor beam, double ion, and you know both shoots and an ion bomb on C. So that's, I think that sounds about as good as you can. That's my favorite version of it, at least. Yeah, I I think it's really solid, and I'm kind of intrigued to to mess around with it even after today and all the chaos happens <laughs> with the uh, mm-hmm. wave dropping. Um, but it'll be interesting because with that advanced sensors PTL silencer, you've only got the front arc on them. It could be a difficult proposition. That cargo shoot becomes critical in those in those matchups. So. So what has been your favorite list in any meta that you've flown? Right. So not your favorite list right now, just your favorite list you've flown since you've been here since the beginning. What's been the favorite list you've flown? Um, I've always got a, a soft spot for uh, running Sunter and Tur with three Academy pilots. Uh, that was uh, that was probably the, like the first list that really you know completely clicked um, for me, and and I started you know actually doing somewhat quote unquote well <laughs> at events and stuff with it. Um, Turfanir still to this day is probably my favorite pilot just in general to fly. Ah, I hate her. Um, He's one of my <laughs> I hate him. Not from a playing against him, like for some reason it's always bothered me like his ability because it's not soon to you. And it's just like what am I even <laughs> <laughs> What am I even doing here? Yes, I I am not going to argue that Tur is is greater than Sunter by any stretch. That would be that would be suicide mm-hmm. and stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just from a fun factor, he's he's the most fun in my opinion to, to fly. Yeah. Just the the shoot and scoot thing is just just amazingly fun. Um, mm-hmm. And preview of a little bit later, but that's also why I think Threat Tracker is kind of an interesting card as well. But mm-hmm. um, we can get to that later. But uh, that's probably my my favorite list, just because that was kind of the first thing that really just kind of clicked, and I started quote unquote seeing the matrix of the game, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, robots obviously have have a place, just because I, again, anytime I put those on the table, at least I feel like I'm in a game. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> you've been hyping up the uh, the Suicide Squad quite a bit, and I appreciate mm-hmm. it. That is yeah, probably... Yeah, I was going to mention that, uh, that <laughs> the reason why we've been talking about the the Suicide Squad, which is the NIM and, what is it, four uh, Dead Man Switch Zs, and the, the reason we've been hyping that up so much has been the fact that you did so well with it. And, yeah, I love that list, obviously. So go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, like... Uh... I've had the most amazing moments playing this game with that list. Uh, I uh, <laughs> what was the most amazing one then? So the the most amazing one was I was playing a Fairship Rebel two. So mm-hmm. um, you know, with right after the Azatuck dropped, 
and you know all the damage mitigation you know bullshit that you can think of <laughs> that's you know obviously well understood now mm. and i just flew the z's at him and he just kind of stared at it and was like uh oh <laughs> this isn't going to go well <laughs> and uh the game finished uh i shit you not with uh me advanced sensors barrel rolling uh dropping a bomb uh or something along those lines it, it, you know getting out of dodge essentially mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, chain reactioning uh, both two of my my Z's to kill uh, Jess and Rex on the final turn when time was called, uh, and and the turn before that he actually refused to shoot me because if he would have killed either of my Z's I had him placed perfectly apart that it would have chain reaction back and killed them both as well, so he actually had to make the choice to not fire at all in the firing phase and then the next turn I bombed him to death uh, have time. I told you have I told you about the soon tier kill I pulled off with that list I had three one hit point uh, Z's and I was a fully healthy soon tier and they were on the other side of a rock of soon tier so I had every <laughs> single one go through the rock and they, they each just rolled the damage they each awesome. rolled the damage and they were they were three straight up kamikaze Z's just <laughs> running into the rock and blowing up onto him and that it killed awesome. him and that it is felt awesome. so satisfying like it just felt so good inside yeah i i literally i think tyler mentioned this before but i had three consecutive turns in the finals of a store championship where i was 6 and 0 at the time with the list where all i had to do was get you know roll a hit on a self suicide shot through a rock with one of my z's and i would have killed vessery in one and I didn't get the hit on three straight turns. And uh, each of those turns, he also had to choose not to shoot me because I had all three staggered in a, <laughs> in a chain that he would have killed himself if he shot anyone. Uh, and the game ended up and ended because he just got one of my Zs with his tractor beam to get him just outside of range one and then killed him. And then it chained reactioned all three and I died on that. Damn. It was It was so stupid. I was like, every single time I'm rolling, I'm like, this is it. No, of course not. Okay, that's fine. I can do this next turn. And then it was again and again. And I'm just like, this is so dumb. And that, that turns out Tide Vessary isn't that bad against yeah, uh, exploding Z's. It gets exploding Z's. But like the best part about that list is when I started flying it and people started realizing what it was doing, I had crowds of people watching my games. Like they would finish their games and they would come <laughs> watch my game, like to see like what the hell chaos is going on over here. And like no one left that store championship. Everyone was huddled around that final table because they were just staring at it like this is insane. <laughs> like how is this working this well? Well, it's it's just so good. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so let's jump into uh, the booty section. Uh, I don't know. Let's start with uh, with Blair, right? Because I hadn't heard from you in a minute. Blair, uh, you went to a regional, and I think it's pretty safe to say that you blew everyone's goddamn minds with uh, what you ran. And I just want to hear about this whole experience because uh, I just a tear was brought to my eye when you told me what you were running. So what? First of all, what did you run? And tell me about uh, the day. I'll talk about what led me to the list, I guess. And uh, sure. When we had, if you guys remember when we had Zach on, we were talking about the meta going forward. And uh, I used the phrase cautiously optimistic when talking about it. 
And the the big reason for that is which is a word like words that so rarely come out of your mouth. By the way, <laughs> well, it was because I know a lot of people said Nim was was good against Jousters, but I mean, I just again for my money, I'd I'd way rather fight that than all the ridiculous auto thruster ace stuff and all the ridiculous efficiency from Atani and blah blah blah. So that was where that statement was coming from. Now. The, with the emergence of Triple Wookiees being such a good list, and then the release of Harpoons, all that optimism was basically pushed out the door, and you guys might remember, I was a little salty, but two weeks before this event, I went to Vancouver, BC for a tournament, and I took, I had a lot of lists that I was, like, looking at, and was feeling good about, and one of them was four Caraxes in a space, so I've been doing pretty well with it, and took it up there, and I face Triple Harpoon first round. I lose two Caraxes before they fire. And then I play Dengar Asajj. And it's like PS Kill Carax, I do two to Asajj. PS Kill Carax, I do two to Asajj. PS Kill a Carax. So it was the first time in my life I had gone 0-2 drop and got back got tabled in back-to-back games. So, Tyler, I think you remember the conversations we were having in Slack after that yeah yeah I was not too happy <laughs> what and so at that point i was like i don't even want to go kaylin and he was like no 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 like come on let's figure something out so i'd had a list that was three bandits with tracer and four with cruise and that did it did all right against some things but it was just it was just way too hard to set just set it all up it's- yeah especially <clears throat> with z's right like you have to you have to really work those to make that like those like quick moves right yeah, and I mean, when you're facing higher PS, it's just so hard to get. You have to get your arcs, you have to go fast, you have to land your tracer. They have to be at range 2 to 3. It was just it's just way too much to set up. So, upon uh, Kalen's advice, I very begrudgingly switched over to Harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> like, did they burn your skin when you touched it? Oh, man. Uh... And we we play tested a couple times, and but we felt like it it did all right. We felt like I would have a chance flying it, so it, I was like, screw it, like this is like a chance, like you know, I'll take it. Like it's better than what I've been doing, so let's do it. So so give us the full rundown so of exactly was, what you're was, I don't think it was you get four it bandits yet. with tracer and three with harpoon, and so seven Z ninety fives. And, and all of them obviously had uh, guidance ships, right? Yeah, all with guidance ship. Mm-hmm. And so, took it down, and uh, so I started out 5-0, and oh, and I got to the last round of Swiss, and there were three 5-0s and, and 11 and ones at that point. So what that meant is the 4-1 and one that was playing up and the 4-1 and one that was playing down, if they both won, there would be nine people with a record four and one or better so it was actually against a local guy carson who's on uh who does a local podcast up here he's a really good player and he was around triple wookie and i was like well i gotta play carson i was so exhausted at that point i would have if i was in i probably just would have flown off the board <laughs> around one just to take a break but i was like i gotta play it so we played out and you, you didn't offer the final salvo? You didn't take it? <laughs> you you want to know what's hilarious, Tyler? I final salvoed twice in the tournament. Can, can you believe that? 
with a bunch that's of fantastic. with a bunch of that's missile awesome. Z's. Um, I mean that's it was a triple Wookie and a time walk. But anyway, so it's a uh, it it's comes down to the last round. He's got a liberator with like three health and a console fire, and I've got two bandits with ones with two health, ones with three health. And he's basically in a spot where he can turn and try to kill one, or he can run and try to live and win uh, on MOV. And he decides to run. I don't kill him. And I lose the game by a couple of points. And we go to the standings. I finish 8th place. I got in on 11 MOV. One wow. bandit nice. was the difference. One <laughs> wow. And I probably, awesome. out of my six games combined, I probably ended up with about a dozen bandits on one life. Like, it was that freaking <laughs> right. close. So, <clears throat> I'd never made a cut on... That was, that was just crazy right there. And, but, I mean, even to make the cut, I felt extremely fortunate. Uh, so, but anyway. So, on to uh, top eight. And it was uh, little Joe Desmond, and we were playing on the stream. <laughs> and what was he flying? He was running Ego, and uh, mm-hmm. which for those of us who uh, don't know what Ego is, that's Zach Matthews. Uh, uh, what was it? National Championship runner-up, which is Miranda Biggs and Lowrick, right? Yeah. Yep. Very original, Joe. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> well, it was all, yeah, it was. It also went runner-up at na- uh, U.S. Nationals as well, yeah. and a lot of other places. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a very good list. They, very original. But they don't call them budget for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. boy. So, uh, so first turn of shooting, I trade uh, Tracer Z for Biggs, and so then. Uh, we go to second second turn. That seems like a favorable trade. Right, not a bad trade. Uh, granted, I had <laughs> to good. I had to I had to spend one tracer on two harpoons, so still still pretty close. But I'm thinking going into planning, like I'm immediately thinking he's probably going to run with Miranda. Like his big bubble's gone. Miranda and Lauk have both taken two, so I can't remember if I'd set my dials or not, but I was. I felt pretty confident in my ability to block. If I didn't block his three bank, I at least was gonna block the slam and catch him in a really good firing gallery. But there was something like in the back of my like you guys have all played forever, so you guys all know sometimes you like you just get a feeling. And you guys I studied uh, poker for a while, you know, and all the great players would always say, if you have a feeling, it's probably for a reason. And the the issue is trying to figure out exactly what that feeling is telling you, but I I think <laughs> what was working towards it was so on approach he had target locked a Z on the edge of my formation, which I thought was peculiar because normally people with harpoons will target lock someone in the middle. And but then what was even more peculiar I thought was on the first turn of shooting, I self-bumped that Z so that he couldn't harpoon him. And instead of switching the lock, which I think most people would have done, he just focused to fire the TLT. So that was kind of telling me, like, you know, I, I really think he just wants to harpoon that Z. So I can't remember if I'd switch, if I'd set my dials or not, but I was like, okay, I'm going to play him for the one forward because I think he's going to harpoon that guy. And 
I could have been wrong. Like, I've been wrong before when I've made those gut feeling calls, but uh, I also was like, you know, I'm not dead if, if, he's, if he does go for the slam because I still got three arcs on Lowrick. I can tracer him, then harpoon him with my last harpoon, and then K-turn, probably finish him the next turn, and then I got five Zs to take on Miranda, which I feel pretty confident in my ability to do. So, so uh, yeah, he did the one forward, and, and then I just burned him down, and... That was it. And then Miranda was in front of all your Zs. Yeah. Well, he got a lot of uh, grief from people for that move. But, I mean, like, I don't think... Like, a lot of people were just saying, like, oh, he's an idiot. He picked the wrong move. But it's like... I mean, in a different reality... Like, I was so close to, like, doing hard right twos. And then if he goes one forward, I miss every single shot on Miranda. And now she harpoons me. Now I look like the idiot, you know? So it's like, you know... None of us were idiots. I just yeah. felt like it was just a 50-50 call is what it was. And yeah. I just guessed right. So, But uh, there was a couple of things that were hilarious about that game. So Tim Hilton and Zach Matthews were both watching on the stream. My friend sent me the screenshot after the game, the screen cap. <laughs> and they're both like, you know, like that. Zach created that list. And then Tim's been flying it a lot and done, a lot, done real well with it. When we're in planning phase... After the round after Biggs dies, Tim says something to the effect like, I would one forward Miranda here and fire the harpoon. And uh, Zach didn't say anything, but the next turn, after activation ends and they see the, the firing gallery that Miranda's in, Zach then chimes in and says, Man, I don't know, I think I would have three banked, three slammed Miranda there. Tim goes, Yeah, I would have done the same thing. Like, dude, you just said, you're, are you serious? <laughs> are you kidding me? He actually said that. I had to go back and look just to see if he really so, did. So, <laughs> Blair, did you know that, uh, I, just, did you know that I was your cheerleader all day in that chat? I did not know that, no. Did, uh, that'll become uh, somewhat relevant uh, during my booty section, but I just want to point out that I was indeed watching uh, your, your games. I was, I was your cheerleader, buddy. Thank you, I appreciate it. Anyway, anyway uh, so so you so you melt Miranda down, and then what happens? Well, so so Lauric ended up taking three splash from the harpoon, three damage from the splashes, and then uh, Drawther fired four crits into his hole, and oh, two geez. of them ended up being direct hits. So, nine hit point Lowrick, Scourge of the Rebellion, died without even having a single shot fired at him the entire game. That's got to be some kind of Xbox 360 achievement, guys. Come on. That's got to be worth something. No one's ever done that. Killed Lowrick without even even hitting him. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So, one last thing is uh, Little Joe, I apologize in advance for this, but you also kind of set yourself up for it, so sorry not sorry, but... The first game I played, I played this kid who was flying Miranda Nim, and he'd only been playing three months. He said he was basically there because his friend dragged him there. You know, he's there being a good friend, just supporting his guy, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, he was, doesn't seem like the most confident kid. He's kind of quiet, a little socially awkward, but, you know, really nice. And I tabled him. And after the game, I'm, like, walking away, and Joe comes up to me, and he's like, did he even kill a Z? And I'm like, no. And he starts, like, audibly laughing, like, well within earshot of this kid, like, ten feet away. So, of course, fast forward to our game, and he proceeds to kill a single Z95 on this stream. So, Joe, 
<laughs> not trying to start a witch hunt or nothing. I love you, kid. You're a good kid, but I, I would hope that would be a somewhat humbling experience for you because <laughs> so anyway so fast forward to top four and i was gonna play the winner of d yoon and drew bishop which i mean talk about uh you know two of the last california ogs that are still playing and uh i didn't catch the whole game but farmer was recording it and he put it up on their facebook page so if anyone wants to check that out uh probably a good match to watch but d pulled it out and so that set up our game, and he had Chopper Lowrick. The fa- can I just point out that you two playing uh, in a regional, despite like being okay, the two bitchers about uh, <laughs> the state of wrestling, like the two people who have been like the loudest critics, the game is awful, blah blah blah, <laughs> and then getting them top four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so they, they're rubbing, they're like they're they're playing in the top four. In a freaking regional, <laughs> the the I don't know is that irony like no no they're which, taking the salt that they've been that? gathering and they're rubbing it in everyone's faces and wounds <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, just like <laughs> it's just anyways that was pretty funny uh, I just want to bring that up anyway so so what was what was D running he was running Chopper Lowrick and mm-hmm. you know kind of a kiting list so I figured he was probably going to kite me and so. Normally against a list like that, I like to try to sit up in the middle of the board if I can and cut it in half so they have less room to run, but with 7Zs, it's a little difficult to do that if you look at the rock placement. So I decided to set up on one side where I thought there was a pretty good alley that I could jump through to uh, cut across the board. And uh, that's what I did, and he had an, on the, I think turn 3, he had a nice range control on me. One of my Zs was sticking out front, and he... Got the quad tap on him, but I rolled at two paints on one shot to live at one. And then I knew that the next turn he was going to have to slow down because uh, he was coming around the rock, coming to the board edge. So that's when I pounced and got like six shields on Chopper. And then the next turn, I got just enough to kill her. I, he was at three, and I had a. I saved my last harpoon for last. I had just a target lock, and I got three exactly so killed him and then next turn uh there was like no damage to anyone but then next turn i blocked lauric finished him off and then that was pretty much it was four z's against zeb so clean that up and then so then on to the finals and it was jeremy williams who had actually played in round four and he was running pal bases it was quick draw invader both with vi and harpoons and uh, you know, felt pretty good about the matchup, you know, I, I just gotta, if I can get all my guns on one of those aces, should be able yeah. to burn them down and uh, close it out from there, and basically got that, so if you watch the video on approach, I was in a spot where I was, I had one group was five and one group was two, and the, the five group, I was going back and forth in my head about four forward or three forward, and... The four forward, it was just so close to the rock, I just didn't want to take the risk because if I rocked the front guy, that would have sucked. But then also, like the first two or three guys would have been eating that rock no matter what. Plus, if I went three forward, I felt like it gave me a better window to turn into Vader the next turn. So I did the three forward, and my back Z, who was a harpoon carrier, got it was so close. I watched it again on stream. It looked like his in, but it was so close the judge measured it. And he said the nubs were in, the base was out. So 
He did not have a shot. Uh, but I still had... I couldn't figure out why the last one didn't shoot. Mm-hmm. That's so rough. Yeah. But, but despite that, I still was doing about 5.9 damage on average through the, the one harpoon and the three other focused target lock shots. So, mm -hmm. not only that, but on those next, on the three follow-up shots... I thought it I thought the setup looked overall okay. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, not only 5.9 on average, but if I trigger the harpoon, which I have a 60% chance to do, obviously that turns to 6.9. So, still was pretty favorable to me, but through all that, I only did three shields, which was... Especially brutal because I didn't trigger the harpoon, which meant next turn I was eating the splash, which then snowballed into an even worse effect because the turn after You'd that, one harpoon. well, the turn after that, I thought Vader was going to bail out, and he did. So I ran over the rock to go with the shuttle, and the two Zs both ate the rock. So then they were down to one. So then when I harpooned the <laughs> shuttle. I can't kill him because I'm going to kill two of my own Zs, which if they'd been at two, I could have killed the shuttle and then it would have been four Zs on Vader and it would have been, which is a winnable matchup. So, I mean, even if I had just gotten quick draw, just got the crit through, got him down to one, even that would have been much more favorable because then I can just drift two Zs forward, finish him, and then turn the other four into Vader and either block him and nuke him or he has to run, which is fine too. So... FYI, this is what I missed for yeah. Uh, and so this is sort of what the last bit of your game that I kind of yeah. Missed. So so what so what happened after that? Well, I got quick draw, but took the splash, and I got I got a block on Vader to not to deny him the harpoon. Like Ripus Master Andre Rapoli, the I think he was a Brazilian national champion, he was a champ of the runner up. Like my my friend was sending me all these screen caps from the Twitch feed throughout the day. But he, after the game, he made the comment like, only Blair would have uh, kept fighting despite the start. And that was that was probably what I was most proud of, to be honest, because I felt like uh, with that swing and variance, there was definitely some uh, tilt potential there. But <laughs> I felt like I gave myself the best chance to win after that, because I, I got a good you, block. I mean, on... you got a couple range one shots on him, on Vader. They just didn't stick. Yeah, like, and I, I, was, I, got a, I got a nice block on him the turn after. So so the end game was Vader versus how many Zs? Uh, three? Yeah, three or four. But uh, they were also, like he said, they're all on one hit point. All, or two all hit super points. low yeah. hit points, yeah. so he can start fighting through Because you, you took a harpoon in the initial engagement on most of your guys, right? Yep. I think it was all. And of then them, your actually. own harpoon, yeah. And then your own harpoon from quick draw hit a lot of your guys as well. It, so it was it, like all your Z's were on two. Yeah. I remember even at the end there was a two uh, versus one where you had like an opportunity to block, and I still thought that you were still maybe you had you had outs. I would say. Yeah. Well, uh, you used a poker term. I'll use the same. Yeah. Uh, I I felt like you were in it like one hundred percent because Vader didn't have engine. Like the fact mm -hmm. that Vader didn't have engine just like made no so much of a world of difference in that game mm -hmm. but i need i needed to get the shuttle more sooner yeah. than i did but i just i just couldn't because the harpoon trick like my z's are right there with him so mm -hmm. so uh yeah i felt like i did all i could it sucks when the variance comes back on you all at once like that when you're so close but i was due to be honest like my round two game was against uh, ernest pasillas who's a local guy uh, he was down there because 
he's from there, and he was running Time Walk, and that game was on the stream too. I felt like that was basically a coin flip that I won, and then my second game was against uh, Patrick Hansen, who was running triple uh, Wookiees, and that game I definitely should have lost, so, I mean, even... Oh, it's always nice to have a little bit of luck. Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah, even, yeah. Luck is always even good. to have made the cut. I felt extremely fortunate to have uh, done so. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> it was fun watching. It made my three-hour drive from Chicago back home uh, a lot easier. <laughs> so Blair, I mentioned. I'll get into my booty section here now. That I guess uh, I mentioned that I was watching uh, your games. The interesting part is that I was watching. It was where I was watching. And I was literally watching your games in the delivery room while we were producing, or while a baby uh, Tiberius was born. Um, and so that was pretty interesting. My wife was like, I'm, she's like having an epidural and just like hanging out on her phone. I'm like, do you need anything? She's like, no, I'm just like, we're just waiting at this point. And so I'm like, cool. And I started watching uh, both football and uh, your, your Twitch games, like kind of like back and forth. Uh, on uh, in the delivery room. So, anyways, I uh, had a baby, guys. So, hooray! Woo. We had uh, Sybil, Jacquet, White, Tiberius, and uh, she was—I don't know—for people who care, like six pounds or seven pounds, ten ounces, and nineteen inches. Woo. <laughs> and she's super cute. And I have not had a lot of sleep. Uh, so, if I go from sounding very hyper to almost dead that's the reason why um, we've got uh we've got ways to pipe you back up it's fine we'll just mention gunboats it'll be good yep <laughs> <laughs> or, you know i'll just take some glitter stem nothing nothing, <laughs> nothing wrong with that anyways uh so that's it for uh my booty anybody got uh anything else i don't i haven't played x-wing in like three weeks it's fine all right so going go to a big volleyball the- tournament on saturday Hope to win that. I'll bring some some outside the uh, nerd world booty home. All right. Is that legitimate uh, or figuratively? Uh, both. <laughs> both. <laughs> um. So let's. We've been kind of hyping this up for a a little while. We've been hyping up the Patreon. Uh, I guess bo- uh, like booty uh, table that we've got. Basically, we've got all of. We don't necessarily make things for the podcast. But we do take things for the podcast, so uh, we pay the iron price for things, and we want to hand out some of the things that we paid the iron price for, and uh, we would do it for all the patrons. I sort of came up with, uh, we've kind of worked together on this, but the idea is is that anyone who is a patron will uh, randomly roll a couple of people weighted by who like by your contribution level, and those people will get the opportunity to take some. Uh, prizes we've kind of grouped prizes into common what is it rare and legendary and we'll roll and see which ones uh we get for you and we'll let you take your pick of what's on there and we'll just do a first come first serve type thing so um anyways uh without further ado do you guys want to you guys want to roll some uh some uh, booty to see what uh, some of our patrons are going to get we're actually finally sharing the booty that we've collectively gained over three years of podcasting you guys know like uh i'm gonna start pre-hyping this in a second uh but or 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 like now uh you know in february i don't know the specific date but in february uh the podcast will have been 
I think something like three or four years old. Like, I think we started in 2014. So it'll be our fourth birthday or some shit. Like, that's amazing. I can't even... It kind of blows my mind how long we have been doing You know what? We're, we're just going to make it the uh, the Indiana Regional. will be our fourth birthday, so that way you can show up. You have an excuse, like, honey, get a babysitter. I have to go to this event. I got to be honest with you, Tyler. Uh, that honestly could work. Yeah. And I like where your head's at. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we want to do some... Uh, we're going to do some kind of party or something or celebration, or we'll do something fun for the fact that we've been podcasting for a billion years. We are the OG X-Men podcast. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and uh, roll some patrons. We're going to do two, uh, since we're just starting this off, we're going to do two patrons, uh, the, just basically anyone on the on, who is currently a patron. And then I've, we've also got a list of uh, OG patrons, basically anyone who has donated at least $70, if that basically means that you've been around for a a long time and we just kind of want to thank those people that have been around for that long and they'll get their own separate role so anyways that sounds good let's go ahead and uh find out uh who's getting some loot all right so first one up will be uh rear view rear view is one of our patrons rear view gets a roll and Hasakan, Hassan khan gets a roll we'll see what they get here in a second and then on our ogs Tony Serafin gets a roll. So let's start off and we'll see what uh, what uh, is available. Let's start off with... Uh, oh boy, this is just... <laughs> Alright, so, so Rearview is going to get a rare item. Holy shit, so... What Starting are some out rare. Guys, yeah, so what are some of you guys' uh, favorite things that are on our rare table? Uh, well, just to give you an idea of things that are uh, uh, on the rare table, um, there's some, like, uh, one-off alt arts, so, like, uh, from other stuff, because, once again, we steal from other people, so, like, uh, Gold Squadron alt art cards, uh, like Paul, Paul LaRue Asajj alt art cards, that kind of stuff. There's but there's some, some cooler things, too. Imdar, there's, like, some really old stuff, like there's uh, Lyle's Imdar Alphas are on there. Yeah, the Bandits. And some old, like, uh, Evade tokens. There's a bunch of cool stuff on there. Uh, Blair, what's uh, your favorite on there? Paul Hero Biggs card, baby, gotta have it. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, pretty cool. I love that. I um, anyway, so so that's uh, uh, some of the stuff on a rare table. Let's see what. Hold up, I should be rolling these. Hold up. I was clicking instead of rolling. Um, he also gets a rare. Holy shit! So uh, gets a rare so, too. Yep. Hassan gets a rare, and then let's do one for Tony Seraphine. I've rolled three rares. I see the uh, I see the damn uh, chart. It's, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna I trust the sleepless. This. I trust the sleepless Ricky to have actually put the numbers in correctly. Uh, I, I'm gonna screenshot this for. Um, for posterity's sake, and put it in the show notes. <laughs> uh, so for outside of the alt art cards, there's a there's some there's a, an FFG official acrylic epic ship movement template. There's some of the acrylic like bombs, evade tokens, ion tokens, that kind of stuff, as well. Are all in there, and that list will be posted somewhere, right? Where's that list gonna go? 
Now, we'll put it in the show notes, and uh, we'll put it up on Facebook and on Patreon. I guess it's for patrons, so we'll put it up on Patreon especially. Uh, and then for people who want to see what's on there and see what sort of things you can win as a patron, you can go ahead and uh, and we'll put it up in, uh, in all of the show notes for the episode, so I'll make sure that it's on there. Also, um, uh, this may have been our most lucky roll uh, ever, so... Congratulations to uh, the patrons that won. And that's it for our booty section. Let's jump into... Uh, oh, another thing that I did want to point out on uh, our patrons is uh, it seems like no one's scheduled a uh, Learn From The People episode or, uh, you know, one-on-one yet. So if you guys want, hit us up if you want, uh, I don't know, maybe Blair or Tyler or me or somebody can talk about uh, some stuff. Maybe you can learn how to fly Blair's uh, insane list. And if you want to, you know, change the monotony of your three-ship list that you've been running for 8,000 years, maybe you can learn how to play a swarm from, you know, Blair Bunky, the heart of the swarm. So anyways, hit us up. It's coming to villainypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, anyways, let's jump into our main topic. So guys, uh, Wave 12 and 13 are out, and they're both out on the same day, which that makes sense, I guess, right? Well, the movie's I, right around the corner. I, I'm a little annoyed that they actually named the movie Wave as Wave 13, because now that screws up the fact that all the odd waves were always at Gen Con. But, it's, you know, it's fine. Shouldn't, like, shouldn't they just have called it Wave 12 and just been yeah, done with wave it? Wave 12 plus movie Wave. That's what we did before, but, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, because did the no, rogue... No need not to be confusing. Yeah, did so, the rogue one ships so... even get a wave? No, they were just the movie wave. Same yeah. with uh, hey. uh, the F, like the FO or not the FO, but the yeah the FO and the T seventy that came later. All right, so let's go through the lists or the ships that just came out. It, for the rebels, it was the Sheathapede and the what's the bomber called? B... The Sheathapede shuttle. BSF something or other. <laughs> <laughs> this is the yeah the BFS seven the BSF seventeen bomber. There you go. Um, yeah, totally not just B seventeen bomber. Yeah. Yeah. You know whatever. It's the silencer, and uh, the assault gunboat, which we are just absolutely Wait. so hyped. Gunboat high! Gunboat high! Yeah. So the the best ship to come out, the definite crown jewel of the damn wave, is the assault gunboat, and. Uh, then Scum got the Kimagila. And I think that's the only thing they got, right? They don't need anything else. Yeah, so uh, that was the wave. That was, how many ships is that? Five. That's five. Five ships. That's unquestionably the most amount of ships to come out at one time. So it, Hold on. Is that true? I'm trying to think. Is it? We used to get two, or we used to get four. Did we ever get six? Did they ever do two, two, and two? No, five is, I think, the limit. We did. We had one other. Well, they've done five, five before. I think it was the the T the the uh, Force Awakens wave had five because it had the FO and the T seventy technically in it as part of the movie that we got later. So it's similar. So eh, we, sure. So so basically, the the X wing meta is in disarray. No one necessarily knows what's going to be good. We have some well, ideas. We really do. No. But we know what's going to be good. We just don't know if there's new things that are going to be good or really yeah. knock that shit off, stuff off. There's five extra ships, though. There's it's gonna change. Is there? there ast- is there five? Okay, so uh, I, have I don't a think you're going to see a whole lot of chemos. That- <laughs> 
I have a couple of questions that I just kind of want to go through. Uh, I think I'm going to disagree with uh, some people on. So, Tyler, uh, you like that the Silencer is a small shape, a small base ship. I dislike it. I dri- it drives me absolutely insane well, because it's it's the same size. Oh no, no, no! The plastic is the same size as the damn aggressors and the same size as the U-wing. It's it's ba- the plastic is as yeah, the big ship as base. So that's of, what you're saying. Yeah. Or, or the physical yeah. size of the ship. No, the ship base. The ship. The base. ship base is small, but the physical size of the ship is it's bigger. Is than, it's bigger than a U-wing. It's the same size. Yeah. As no, I like the fact that they are not. Like, from a balance standpoint, they are using small base versus large base in that perspective and not just going, oh, well, the dimensions on Wikipedia says it's 17 meters long, so therefore it's a big base ship. Like, that's, that is a, a much better way to do that. Yeah, can you... I, I disagree. And, and maybe because it matters to me. It matters to me that it's, if a large base ship is a large base ship, no matter what, right? So if it's well, if, no, no, but Alanda... but no. What, what what does a large base ship mean? Because it okay. That's, then, it's, then, doesn't, then why that's isn't a... then why isn't the aggressor uh, a large base ship? Why you know? You would, hold on. Why isn't the what the aggressor? The IG. The, the, IG, the IG. Why why is it a large base ship? Yeah, like why we, it should be a small base ship well, too. Then we don't we don't know that because uh. you're you're looking at how they set up the balance side of it. Like just because the physical size. Like all of the bigger base ships, they move I faster. I just wish but they, they would have balanced it in another way, other than <laughs> I like it a way that bugs it blows my damn brain up. No, don't no, uh, don't get me wrong. I like it from a game playing perspective. It's annoying as shit when my when K wings are hanging over the sides and this aggressor is just gonna be a monster. It's gonna be ghost levels of stupid trying to sit on a base. Mm-hmm. It's gonna spend more time sitting on the sidelines while the base does all the work. But you know, it's whatever. It's fine. Just, just saying, Ricky. Would you really want a large-based advanced sensors boosting and barrel rolling ship? All right. So maybe it's large-based, but they take the cut something else out. Like, no, I don't want that, and that's it's broken. It's very broken. And and maybe we could have gotten rid of that and made it large-based. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that trade. It doesn't need advanced sensors and a green hard two. You know, uh, I don't. I don't know if that's exactly true, there, Ricky. I think it does need those things. <sighs> Ow. Um, <laughs> okay, so now since we're talking about the silencer and it being, you know, a very good chassis, and that combo alone is just—it's nuts, right? And I know it's expensive, but that ability is along with auto thrusters, right? Sure. What, yeah. what ability? The ability to advance sensor oh, and then sure. hard Just the turn chassis P- PTL, yeah, the Have, having a great yeah. yeah, the tech slot, uh, the good, the, the tech slot along with the di- or the tech slot along with the sensor slot along with the dial, sure. is just a very very good combo. It, there is a lot of really really good options that you can put together for that ship. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let's talk about Kylo for a quick second. Sure. There has been a lot of hype around Kylo Ren. And everyone's including Kylo in their list, and they're talking about it a lot. It, it seems to it seems to be a pretty hot um, ship that you see on Vassal, and just plain talked about. Sure. How real is that pilot? How like how much how do we how much do we like that pilot? I t- actually think uh, personally that 
Kylo is maybe a bit overblown. I don't think that you've how about this, Tyler. I know you've got a good take on this, because uh, because you prefer like you don't like Kylo Pilot because it's not Kylo Crew, right? That's I mean that's really the worst pro- problem that Kylo Pilot has is the fact that he's named Kylo. Uh, if it was any other pilot in the game and you gave him any other pilot ability at PS9, it'd be really, really powerful. But the fact that I can't couple him with Kylo a- Ky- actionable Kylo crew is really bad, because that takes a huge amount of control out of out of your hands. Just turn uh, one I of know... them into Matt the Radar Technician. Yeah, exactly, right. Like, if I could have Matt the Radar Technician <laughs> in my decimator and then Kylo, like, flying his silencer, then all right, we're, we're all good. But, but we can't, so yeah. Uh... Because it just stops that snowball effect that you can u- utilize with Kylo Crew. I yes, I'm trying to think of how to how to explain. So uh, Dom, a uh, a sometimes host of, of Scum and Villainy, had a really when, when Dom's when Dom's playing X-wing, he's a host of Scum and Villainy. Absolutely. He's like opt in, opt out. Yeah, uh, he's a busy. He's a busy guy. Uh, but last year at Chicago Regionals, he he ran Kylo flying the Upsilon shuttle mm-hmm. with two de- two deltas, and he was able to make use of I will show you the dark side but it was primarily giving out PS zeros so that the deltas then had pilot skill advantage of it uh, Mm -hmm. over it or doing other things with it it wasn't just auto blind auto blind kill things that you see out of like a rack level Kylo which Mm -hmm. is good but those are things that are very you're very able to play around that as the opposing player like there's not a lot you can do if I want to come at you at PS 10 in action Kylo you and then shoot you before you get to do anything Right, like there's not a lot of counterplay in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a ton of counterplay with Kylo in the silencer. It does make Kylo super survivable, though, doesn't it? I don't think that ship is super survivable. Uh, it's gonna take damage. Like it's got a lot of defensive tech on it, but it doesn't have that evade action, and it doesn't have a way to get that fourth agility, like through stealth device, like Sunter does. And uh, you're going to struggle to put Palpatine in the list with it as well. Like, it's just, it's expensive, right? Like, it's kind of like Whisper level points. It's Whisper plus level points. So, the way I look at it, so, and this is coming from, you know, a huge Brobot player, right? So, you take two shields off of a Brobot, you make it a small base, you give it a boost instead of evade, or you give it barrel roll instead of evade. Uh, That ship is not going to live that long. Like, Brobots, when they're taking fire, they they can melt fairly quickly. They'll take damage, and if you don't have an extra two shields to, to save you, or any way of getting an evade token without some cheeky stuff, it's it's gonna melt. You The only way to not take damage is to get out of arcs, and how often do we see lists that just have arc-based ships in them? Right. So, you're not, are you not bought into Kylo Pilot either? Uh, no. Like, I think the ship is gonna be fun as hell to fly. And against... Yeah, but imagine... Hold up. The, the other thing I was just thinking about, though, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, I was thinking about your Brobot point. It, that's a Brobot at PS9, though, right? Yeah, I guess that's what you're paying for. You're, but, I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at the build, like, let's say a Mangler Cannon IGB... Uh, with advanced sensors and PTL and auto thrusters is about 48-ish points, 47-ish points, something around there. And that's mm-hmm. about what you get with Kylo when you get the title on him and uh, using the tech slot. Mm-hmm. That's that's paying too much for that, I think. Because you're, you're paying for maximum repositioning in a game that cares less and less about repositioning, or less and less about positioning as a whole because you have so yeah. many things with turrets. It's it's obnoxious, you know, that we're talking about a ship with advanced sensors, boost, barrel roll, 
and we're not thinking it's good enough because of how much stupid turrets there are. It's stupid. Yeah. And and those turrets have the ability to punch through heavy damage. So the fact that like sure he has auto thrusters and three agility and probably a focus and you could go you could go full crazy like with the tech uh, doing sensor cluster too, right? Uh, that's still only a maximum of three evades. And so when there are things yeah. out there that can hit you for four, like you're gonna leech life constantly. Yeah, well, I mean if you're running if you're running three TLTs, you're probably gonna be punching in a damage or two each round. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only one token. Like you can only get a max right. of that one token unless you've got intensity com relay and then you're doing it wrong anyway. So Right. You know. Yeah. So last episode Blair, yeah, we yeah, Blair, yeah. what do you think about uh, the the com Well pilot? I told I said last episode I was not a fan. I thought it was a big design flaw and I feel like a couple of waves ago it would have been a huge mistake. Now I don't even think he's gonna touch the table. After seeing like Wookiees at Fresno, like I mean like you're you're not you're not arc dodging anything. Like you have you oh you have yeah. boost barrel roll before you move. That's nice. You're still in all three or of my arcs. It still doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. you're still in all three of my arcs. Yeah. And I have three tacticians too with like a massive area that covers. Like Yeah. And he I mean he he's doing like one damage maximum to those guys for half yeah. your list well, like he's yeah. not even i i mean i think maybe i'm biased because i i feel like triple wookies is the best list you guys might disagree but it's it's clearly up there and i yes i don't there. see how that i don't see how kylo beats that he just doesn't have the damage no, I, I, nope even I even taking primed thrusters with the triple tactician you're probably going to see <laughs> triple tactician turn off prime thrusters even right. on some kylo builds <laughs> Yeah, that's the other side of it. Is he just doesn't put out the damage. Like, cause he doesn't even put out damage similar to like the the uh, Mangler Cannon IGB you were talking about. That, right? That's exactly. Because you at least have the double tap point. shot there. Yep. Versus... Yeah, it. And you were saying, Tyler, uh, on Slack that you prefer Vader to Kylo because Vader's got almost the same toughness with a million times more damage. Uh, yeah, Vader's damage output's a lot better, and uh, that his cruise, front, his, yeah, his front-loaded damage is a lot better. Like that's the key there, right? Like pr- over the over the course of a game, Kylo's gonna do more damage just because the title reroll. Uh, and him not him always having actions uh, without getting blocked, like not assuming t- uh, like stress control of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Like, as a result, the front-loaded damage is what matters, right? Like, if I can take a ship off the board early, that's stuff not shooting me versus having to be able to dodge those shots. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, it's, I mean, like, exactly like Will said, like, I'm gonna, I'll I'll buy a silencer. I'll be the person that, like, waves the hand and be like, no, I don't. I don't buy a lot of FFG product anymore. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. have any of the Rebel ships or most of the scum ships from the last, like, five waves. Uh, And out of, since the tie-in SF... Um, I'm trying to think if I have any of the I I have the uh, the Ypsilon shuttle because I need a Kylo crew, and that might be it. Like I didn't buy a striker, I didn't buy an aggressor. Like they just don't fit my playstyle. That's not something I want to mm-hmm. fly. Like I will buy a silencer because it'll be fun to put on a table. Like I'll take it to a casual night and like fly around with it and do stuff. And I might fly it with rack. Like I think rack blackout has a shot. It it does some interesting things. I don't know if it's good enough though. It's a pretty ship too. So just in general, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it also might like make it to uh, casual play a couple times and then go sit on my desk at work. Like that's it's a good spot for it. So if 
silencers aren't going to save us from triple Wookiee. Perhaps, oh, maybe. Like you set that up. Perhaps, you set that up beautifully, sir. Maybe might some gumboat save us? Gumboat hype. Yes, hype gumboat hype. All right. So seriously, though, gunboats the the assault gunboat and it's sort of high front end damage that can point in with missiles and with specifically, I think the return of heavy laser cannon uh, that does, that has some of the potential for uh, coming at triple Wookiees, doesn't it? Uh, Blair, I mean, what do you, what do you think about Does that? Does that gunboat maybe have a chance against those triple Wookiees that we're seeing it absolutely a lot? Does. And uh, I'm going to tell people right now, I don't know if we'll have this episode out by Saturday. I'm going to try, but you know, I think we can reasonably bank on, you know, usually when we get a new wave drop, Ricky, stuff is not played immediately like that weekend. Usually something's got to be blindingly apparently good, like a uh, triple torp boats. Otherwise, usually it takes a couple of weeks for people to start to figure stuff out. So I think we can reasonably bank on the next one to two weeks. It's still going to be pretty similar to the meta that we've had. And in my opinion, uh, Ego and Triple Wookiees, Chris Allen's list precisely, those are the two best lists, in my opinion. If there are stuff that's close, that's it. So if you're one of those guys who you don't want to fly any of that stuff, you don't want to fly the meta, you want to fly something that's a little more quote-unquote wholesome, but you feel like you don't have a chance against those lists unless you fly something meta, I think triple gunboats are your answer. I know a lot of people have been saying two gunboats <laughs> and an ace, and... I like that. I like that. So what's your triple gunboat list? It's just uh, two rows and Karsabi, all with Crackshot, HLC, Link Battery, and Long Range Scanners. And that's it. And if you're, if you're playing the, the triple Wookiees with Lauric and the two Carfax, uh, you're doing nine damage on average to those guys. Not even counting any crits that you get off of rerolls. So you're killing one of those on average. And then if you're playing Ego, uh, I ran the math, and you have a 75% chance of getting bigs on that first exchange. And you're typically you not... remember back in the day when HLC, like there's a bunch of those and it would just kill those bigs lists? Like, right. Am, am I remembering that right? They, they would kill bigs. That was before uh, Lauric and Druther Fire and R46 and all that good wholesome stuff. But, yeah. But no, you got a 75% chance to get him on that first go, and you're usually going to live with two to three life on your gunboat, even if you're at range two. So I don't know how good that list is against everything else, but I feel like on paper, it should beat those two lists. So uh, my favorite, have I, have I, I think I put this on Slack, but just for Will's sake, uh, my favorite gunboat list is two of the new squadron pilots with. The assault linked battery, heavy laser cannon, and long range sensors. A TLT aggressor with uh, what's the lightweight frame, and then a doom canoe with the Vader crew. And you're just gonna burn through so much stuff. Burn it all and to the ground. Your, yeah, your choice is either go after the assault gunboats and deal with TLT and Vader crew, or the other, you know, go after the TLT early so you don't have to deal with it late. And you've got basically heavy laser cannon that you're just going to be eating. That seems like a fun rebel toolkit list. I'm so excited to play this this list. I don't know if it's necessarily super great, but it's got some stuff to that. 
Ricky, if you want to actually put four of them on a table, I had an idea mm-hmm. earlier today or yesterday. <laughs> it was um, a terrible idea, that? but he did. It was a terrible idea, but you can basically use four of them with the uh, cannon title and link batteries, and then just uh-huh. do a cornucopia of cannons. You can get an HLC one, a mangler, an ion, and a tractor beam with a point for a bid if you need it for some reason. I really want to do that. That sounds so fun. Like, the, people are going to go so hard at your heavy laser cannon, but you can play into that. Well, I mean, just imagine if you get the dream, right? Like, you tractor him with the first dude, and then everyone lays into the reduced agi dude with rerolls, and you punch him with the HLC, and then you get all the shields gone, and then you mangler a crit through. <laughs> it, it could do something, and then you ion him just for ultimate disrespect, you know, at the end. <laughs> Tyler, what's your favorite? It's an imperial ship, so yeah. but it, I gotta. It doesn't seem I'm, like your style. Uh, I'm a buy two. Although, hold up, hold up, hold up. But when I think about it, though, it does kind this, of feel. This is my OG like a, ship. Doesn't it? Does yeah? It feels like like a way cheaper, better Crassus, right? Yeah, it's that's exactly what it is. It's three hit points mm-hmm. less, but that's fine. I can get two for almost the same price. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I will probably do. Uh, I don't know if you talked about it just a minute ago, but to uh, adapt PS5 HLC linked battery long range scanners, gunboats with cruise Vader, like so. So you mentioned that, and Blair said he prefers three of them. Why the Blair? Why do you think not the Ace? Well, for me, I was just looking at the math with uh, Ego and uh, the Wookies and. I don't. I haven't ran the math with cruise missile Vader, but I feel like I think you have a better chance of getting Biggs and that Liberator or Lauric if they all have crack shot instead of adapt. I don't think you get them with adaptability, even if you have. Because the thing is, on Biggs, that cruise missile is all going to get canceled down with R four D six, and then. Even with full mods... I, go ahead, Tyler. Here's the secret. I'm not shooting bigs with that cruise missile ever. What are you shooting? Uh, it's kind of a mixed bag. Uh, so it depends on how the setup goes. Um, I'll have... I will long-range scanner lock Lorik with uh, both of the uh, gunboats. Uh-huh. And Vader's going to be behind them. So they're going to have to either turn towards Vader or towards the or towards the boats, right? Either triple Wookiees or Ego, either one. Um, Ego has to pop Biggs on the first turn or I kill Lorik. Uh-huh. And if I if he doesn't, I mean, that's a huge mistake. If they don't pop it on turn one, like then I just I kill him for free. If they do pop it on turn one, then I positionally, I want Vader outside of the TLT range of Miranda. Unless they're like facing Vader, then Vader just runs, and then the gunboats just kill can them, you, right? Like you have to fight the gunboats. Enough, can you do enough damage to kill Lowrid? Yeah, because Lo- what, what he doesn't get the reinforce. Three. Okay, it's it's five, three, and three, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't get the reinforce, so he's going to get one evade naturally, and I'm probably not going to get perfect dice, right? So it's still three, 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 mm-hmm. and he dies. Assuming, I, yeah. I don't understand. So what do you mean you don't? They pop understand? bigs. Yeah. So if they pop have... bigs, then I I light bigs up with uh, the link batteries. Okay. Yeah. But you're not you're not going to kill him. Sure. He dies the next <laughs> turn. That's fine. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I'm just saying, I'd rather get him... I'd rather kill him... Well, and for, so the... Because the, the then, then I can go all out on Miranda is sure. the thing. The, the flip side of that is I uh, I want the ace for, like, actual having an in-game presence. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. But I would I would prefer to be able to... Because if you leave bigs on the board, then it starts to get a little bit tricky what you're going to do, but... Yeah, we'll see. Well, so my my thought with that though is Biggs is going to be on the board and he's going to be double stressed, and I'm just gone the next turn with both the gunboats. Like they should live outside of maybe to, if the you take like the harpoon, uh, and they burn him down. But my gunboats also are shooting at PS5, so I don't get PS killed. Mm-hmm. Um. So Bla- yeah. So Tyler, your favorite uh, your favorite ace is vader obviously no, another one that's been no. talked about my favorite face no, is I mean, not for, vader he fits at 38 no, 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 points no no no, 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 no. <laughs> for this list for, yes for double for double gumbo yep. uh there's some other ones available obviously kylo is there for i'll show you the dark side i've seen some vestry lists that are semi-interesting uh i think you can make whisper happen what are some of the other potential yeah, good aces if, you, I mean, if, if if not Vader then who if else? you drop all the way down to the base gunboats mm-hmm. uh, with just linked HLC and long range scanners you get something like 44-ish points to play with so mm-hmm. I mean you can yeah you can go gunner whisper you can go real Kylo you can go you can go a crazy blackout if you want to like I mean, you got all the points for blackout mm-hmm. you can do anything you want really at that point uh, I think humorously it sucks because the pilot skills don't match properly, but you can do a, uh, um, um, patrol leader with Vader. <laughs> like, two HLCs burning, burning shields, and then Vader just coming through after the fact. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of the thought process I had with the TLT aggressor, is I think that a turret to go along with heavy laser cannon will end up being really good because people are going to work so hard to avoid those HLCs that I want something to sort of punish them for doing all of those shenanigans to get out of arc. So I, I, I think that a any sort of turret works good. Certainly TLT does. And a patrol leader's got way more hit points to survive longer. Anyway, so let's sort of move into some of the other things that we're just excited for this new, I guess, double wave of ships. Let's talk about some of our favorite cards that we're looking forward to playing in the uh, wave. I'll start with you, Will. Uh, what is uh, your favorite card from both from these two expansions? Uh, I think I'd have to actually say it's the Flight Assist Astromech. Um, mm-hmm. I've like kind of had the the kind of love affair with the T-65 since Wave 1. Um, it's always mm-hmm. been one of those things I've busted out in weird, fun lists, at side events, that type of thing. I actually still have a 4 T-65 list in my bag to bust out when I need to. Um, and by need to, it's when I'm training new people around the uh, around the area. <laughs> um, but uh, I really think that card is going to help that ship. A, like, it's not going to make it... Uh, good i guess um but it's gonna help it a lot um i guess good is a relative term i don't think it's gonna make it where you can just kind of put flight assist wedge on a table and be like hey i'm good i've got my you know 30 point ace on the table Uh, you better believe john's gonna try 
He's going to try, can, yes. I think that you can put Flight Assist Wedge on the table and it not be the worst decision ever. No, it's it's not... It, that, I guess that was my point. It's no longer like, oh, I'm just wasting 30 points because he's just going to get crazy alpha killed. Um, but it's... The, the Flight Assist Astromech, it has too much that it has that you can play around it. Like, all it takes is you to throw something in its arc and then it no longer gets that repositioning. So if you want to try and quote-unquote arc dodge a little bit with Wedge, this isn't really going to do that unless you're really, really clever with your maneuvering. Um, same thing... good for keeping arc, Yes, yeah. no, that, that is the benefit. Like, if you really want to keep proccing Wes's ability, for example, this is going to help. Um, but even, like, like, for example, let's go you go Adapt Wedge and VI Wes. So you've got, mm -hmm. you know, two PS10 X-Wings with the repositioning flying around. Uh, granted, you got 39 points to throw at something, but even that, with the th stuff that Advanced Sensors, PTL, Kylo, for example, can do, or Blackout, or any of the uh, the silencers, a smart player can find a way to get to a spot that he knows that it was single reposition X-Wing can't get to, to get its arc back around. So... It, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um, I, I at least like the card, and I'm going to be playing around with it quite a bit. Um, the other thing that I think is going to be really fun, and th this is going to dig something out of the, uh, the the vault for me, is try it on Auto Blaster titled Y-Wings. Uh, being able to like barrel roll and, and boost to get the arc back around, I mean, people forget that those things kind of hit like phantoms at range one. <laughs> I've caught so many people off guard with those when I'm just flying a Y-Wing straight at your face and, and you're just like, oh crap. <laughs> so that card, you know, is really going to make that kind of move around. It's not going to be quote-unquote good, but it'll be a heck of a lot of fun. So Can I use flight? Okay, asking for a friend. <laughs> um, my friend wants to know if he can use any uh, flight assist with Horton in any sort of good lists. My friend really, really likes <laughs> I, Horton Song. I, I think there's some ways that the you great can, mustachio, yeah, you the can put it on pilot of all time. Yeah, you can put it on Horton uh, with you know BTL obviously, TLT, uh, and just flight assist is is what 32 points. I think it's 32 points. That's not necessarily the worst 32 points you could have. Um, it, it's sure certainly can... a lot better 32 points than a, most of the Horton builds have been before. Exactly. That's I guess that's my point. I don't think this is like the that silver bullet so that makes the Y-Wing, the X-Wing, I guess the Ark, and uh, there's one other ship that it can go... Or I guess the T-70. Uh, I'm actually intrigued to try... You're, you're forgetting the E-Wing. Don't forget I the E-Wing. I guess e the E-Wing. Yeah, I guess the E-Wing. The um, Nave Squadron pilot, here I come. <laughs> yes, that's the E-Wing buff. Uh, no. That's like the ultimate disrespect. <laughs> like we like, oh yeah, that card. Yeah. Um, I actually... What's the name of their low PS ship? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm actually intrigued uh, intrigued to try like a T70 with intensity and flight assist just to see if that free evade that you can proc is is enough to to boost it up a little bit. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of stuff to play around with it that y eventually I think you're gonna find like a home for that card that'll be pretty solid. But uh, the the question is the journey to find it. But that's actually what I'm looking most forward to is the journey to play around with it and find it. All right, so I want to get into my favorite card, and my favorite card is the XG1 Assault Configuration title, which is for the goddamn gunboat. And I just want to say that, for starters, I think that the other title 
you can sort of build into it and make some interesting things, but I think the Assault configuration is unquestionably the better title for the ability to get linked batteries, which I think is very, very good. Um, I side on the I think linked batteries is better than fire control systems debate that Blair and Tyler were having uh, a little bit before. Uh, but uh, certainly uh, it in up by itself is super, super good. And I love that card, and I think that the, the I guess the reason why I chose that over say row squadrons or new squadrons or any of the named uh, gunboat pilots, you know, I think Karsavi's probably the better of the two. Um, no, no, Vendor's the better of the two, isn't it? Just because it's PS Seven, you can VI it to nine. Um, uh, sure, it's it's the you have to be weapons disabled to get an extra agility. Yeah, whatever. yeah, I like. I like kind of, I like the new, but I can see where the Rose Squadrons with Crackshot are nice. So, yeah, it's anyways, Gumbo generics, I, generic hype, right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So either way, the assault configuration is going to be kind of what makes that work. The fact that you can run, you know, tractors with it if you want to go, you know, cheap, and you can still do a harpoon along with all of these freaking, uh, oh, have you all of these freaking cannons, list? right? Which one? The one that's got the harpoon and linked Mangl- battery tractor beam? No, harpoon harpoon linked ba- uh, battery mangler cannon on three of them. That's that's pretty good too. Yeah. You see, it's super fun, and the assault configuration with those with the cannons and the missile slot, I think is, I think that title I'm going to be playing a lot of assault configuration gunboats, and I am just so freaking excited to play that. This is a card I've been waiting for for probably since X-Wing came out. I've been wanting to recreate some X-Wing versus TIE Fighter matches, and here we are. So that's my uh, favorite card of the wave. Uh, let's jump into Blair. Blair, what's your favorite card of uh, the new wave? Well... <laughs> this is a funny question, really, because Blair's like, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a whole lot I'm super excited for, but the one thing that... Uh... Kalen brought to my mind is Ezra Bridger, and it's basically with Snapshot, R3A2, and Gunner, 26 points, same cost as Stress Hog, and uh, I don't arguably better? I mean, like, the Snapshot is definitely really interesting, because you can shut them down before they get to do anything. Normal with Stress Hog, like, you can be Arc Dodge, I- I like ships that sort of own the activation phase over the combat phase, and that's a ship that kind of embodies that yeah. a little bit. And the scary thing is the front and rear arc. Snapshot doesn't trigger on both, but it's sort of just... like We've seen how effective Braylon was, like just being mm-hmm. able to fly past something and keep doing his thing. So, Dude, let me tell you, I mean, I ran Nora with R3A2, and it was super effective. R3A2 is a amazing card and being able to do it in front and rear arc is nuts it's super it's super easy to get somebody double stressed and it's also super easy to um to to get arc on somebody it's you know you can be super useful for that anyways sorry continue so yeah there's that the other thing i can't believe i'm saying this but i think trajectory simulator and nim is going to be a very scary thing. I mean, him with Harpoon and uh, just VI him up and Trajectory Simulator, I mean, 
like triple wookies, anything that wants to be range one of itself, just like get absolutely wrecked. I mean, that that is very scary, very real to me. So wait, wait hold I'm on. Interested. You need to explain this to me. I'm not following. Trajectory simulator Nim. Yes. So basically, genius, and it, you joust something. Oh, sure. Okay, never mind. So if something comes in front of it, you just like launch that crap in front of you instead of you just yeah. you launch the proton bomb right in their face and then harpoon them. Sure. And okay, that's yeah. I now got it. I was thinking something else. So Tyler, you had a really good point on that Ezra B- Bridger uh, build with R three A two and how we have to sort of keep always keep in mind triple Wookies yeah. and how R three A two is good against it. Why don't you just go ahead and. Say that because I want to promote anything that involves snapshot. So and R three. Well, yeah, so I mean, just like R. Uh, so Wookies, um, with the reinforce, like you are very easy to miss to get a, a gunner trigger, and like stressing out the Wookies is very good, right? Like that is one of the things that kind of controls them because as soon as they don't have that reinforce action, they're a lot less defensive, and they uh, it turns off their expertise, right? So it, it neuters them on two levels, which is strong so yeah bring it's, your like it's good if you can ship. get behind them well, like, but you've got the I've rear thought, arc right like, just fly past them exactly like i was thinking about that with stress hog like that hog's usually gonna die before it can get behind them yeah uh, ezra is a lot more tanky he's gonna shoot before they fire so he can trigger his ability and then yeah he gets behind them and keeps shooting out his rear arc so yeah. granted there i like so other people have been talking about this, and like everyone's like stock answer to triple Wookiees, well, you just get behind it. Like you can't get behind it. Like no, you can get behind, you can get behind one behind for a turn. You can yeah. get behind one, but the other yeah. two are just pummeling you while that's happening. Exactly. And even if you do get behind all three, it's like you're not going to be behind them for long. They just hard two, and you're back in. I mean, it's yeah. That's that is not the because even if you do get behind them, they're still getting that evade, and you're really not put like you have to block them. That's really. The only way you can really, unless you have some ridiculous alpha, you you've got to block them. I don't think there's no arc dodging them. <laughs> I'm not hey, a believer in that. Well, there's no arc dodging three. Like yeah. two sucks, but you can do it. Three is just right out. Three, you have to kill no, one. No. So Tyler, what's your favorite uh, card of this wave? Of these two waves? Of the well, sure, it's one wave. It's stupid FFG. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's one. It's one wave. Wave. 12th. 12th, right. <laughs> um, so the card I'm most looking forward to is I, I'm going to run Blackout with Rack. Uh, so it's the same Rack I've always ran, only it's a, back down to Adapt because I need the extra point for Blackout. And it's uh, Push the Limit, Advanced Sensors, Auto Thrusters. So no title, no tech slots. Uh, give me my zero points tech slot, guys. Come on now. Like, where, why is, where's that at? Uh, and I think it'll be fun. Like, zero point tech, you can lead, shoot your own ships. So you're going to be blinding a little bit more, but, I mean, your ship's a little bit tougher than one you're normally used to. Uh, it's tougher in a different way, And Blackout way, right? hits super hard. What's that? Yes, yeah. So, like... And Blackout hits super yeah. hard. Yeah. It has the, has the possibility <laughs> to, right? Like, I mean, it's it's not going to hit harder than Whisper, but it's it does some different it's things. It's going to be tougher than Whisper, though, isn't it? Uh, It's going to be different. It's going to be better against mm-hmm. uh, turrets, right? So, like, that quad-tapping ghost mm-hmm. now isn't as scary, but like Whisper has an evade token, right? Like and four agility base, yeah. so it's she also is very defensive. It's just the when we're down to no mods, I have auto thrusters on three dice, which is better than just having four dice raw. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so it'll be it'll be an interesting spot. Like I like the fact that I can have adaptability on rack and go down to PS7 to mirror them both, mm-hmm. versus uh, only ever using adaptability to go up to eight or uh, go up to nine. But I will still go up to nine if I need to be at nine for some reason. But so using Kylo Crew to blackout is. Do you think that blackout is straight up better than Kylo Pilot? It's really tough. Like the pilot ability is straight up better but it's mainly because you can't bring Kylo Crew. And he's four points cheaper. That is a huge amount of points. Like, every time I'm looking at Kylo, I'm like, man, I can't fit anything. Blackout, I have all the things. Like, I get everything I want and more. <laughs> so, uh, I'll try it. I don't know as it's, I don't know as it's better. I don't know as it's perfect. Or, I mean, it, it's, it, I feel like it just trades my bad matchups. So, I don't, I still don't think, I don't think it has the damage to get through, uh, Ego, I think it's uh, it's better against Kanan Lorik. Like it actually beats that pretty handily. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right. So I also want to cover like sort of a last thing that we want to go over. What are your underrated cards? What are the cards that you th- that you think that aren't getting enough shine yet, but might be pretty good? Maybe we haven't figured it out yet, but you you think that are really interesting. Uh, I'll, Will, since you're the guest, I'll let you go first. What's the one that uh, you you want to, to kind of see or figure out? Well, well, seeing as though as soon as R5TK was spoiled, I had people pinging me on Facebook, you know, <laughs> being like, hey, there's more ways to blow up Dead Man Switch Zs. Um, I, I think that's one that, at the very least, will be fun for me to, to play around with. Um, like... It's... A buddy of mine sent a 5Z and then a Kimagila <laughs> with R5TK with like, he said uh, he said assault missiles. I think that maybe harpoons is better Har- because it gives you a double it gives you a double, it gives you a double uh, dead man. Harpoon is always better. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's that's kind of intriguing. Uh, the original the original dead man Z list that, that we came up with was a Y-Wing with proton bombs and uh, five dead man switch Zs. This, you can just throw a TLT on that with R5TK, and now you can you know, you can plink Zs from wherever you want, you know, with a TLT, <laughs> um, and still have a proton bomb for good measure. So, um, not that that's the, the be-all, end-all, but, I mean, that's just one of your options. So, I think it's one of those cards that, at the very least, it, it embodies that scum aspect of hey we can do some silly shit <laughs> and go have fun trying out this silly shit um all right so tyler what's a uh, a card that you think is underrated in the the wave that you at least like want to play with or you think might be good that we haven't really talked about i mean yet? it's it's definitely gonna be linked batteries like i don't think enough people mm-hmm. have been looking at that uh i think they're they've in the last week and a half, they've started hearing it. Uh, you're seeing it blow up way more on uh, on Vassal. But like when it was initially announced, everyone was just kind of like, oh, a what single reroll? But kind of like we talked about earlier, like I played Crassus with heavy laser cannon. Like that single reroll is huge. It's so good, and yeah, like just that's that's what it is. Doctor Doctor Bob, since he's in the brig, hasn't given me the math yet on whether FCS or linked battery is quote-unquote better. Well, it's, it, but, you, can't, you can't do a raw math on it, right? Because it's mm-hmm. the, the raw math is determined by how many times you can shoot the same target with the FCS. If you can yeah. shoot it multiple turns in a row, and it's against something that has a lot of hit points that can take that shot multiple turns, FCS then it's is better. hands down better. But mm-hmm. on a lot of it, ships, you don't have that option. 
It's a good card, but who who are you thinking for it, Tyler? What, linked battle? Oh, gunboats, for sure. Like, that's... Okay, yeah. Um... There's, we were, I would we were still kind of take talking, it on. We were talking before that. Blair, I'd take it. On, I'd still take them on B wings, and then you use your zero for collision detector. It just gives you just. It's almost the same as FCS, but it still gives you you know collision detector for free. But you're also still flying B wings. You're still flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but but you know what I'm saying. There there are instances when you have a sensor. You have the option. I would normally take jamming beam or jam, I'm sorry, uh, linked battery. Uh, we'll get into jamming beam. Uh, uh, get in. Uh, we'll get into. Uh, I think that I would prefer linked battery over FCS only because you then get collision detector. I know the collision detector isn't great, but it's a little bit of damage mitigation. It certainly makes uh, it makes debris complete. Uh, other than the stress, yeah. it, it would be somebody like uh, it would be someone like Brobot or the, the small sh- small small ship only. Yeah, it's small ship only. Oh, yeah, sadly, uh, it, yeah. Yeah. Tier. yeah. Oh, that's that's why. Oh, you can't do it on lambdas either. Dang it, that was my other one. No, so it's uh, yeah. heavy seats. Like heavy <laughs> seats is, are one of them that actually it kind of sits on. Uh, yeah. That I that I think might be okay. Sunny Bounder, man. Sunny Bounder. Like Sunny Bounder, but even the generics. Sunny Bounder is really good, by the way. I love Sunny Bounder. I'm, that is a ship that I have not yet squeezed into a list, just because for me, I only get to play every so often, and I want to like practice a good list. So <laughs> I only play like one or two. I only play one or two lists basically each wave. Uh, lists that I think are good or my style, and I play it. Um, and I, I keep wanting to fit in Sunny Bounder because he's PS one and you know good, and it's kind of like up my alley, but. I just haven't found a spot I mean, it's, for him yet. So it's 18 points for a four hit points PS2 ship that has a reroll on offense. He's PS1, but yeah, he's PS1. No, no, no. Damn. I'm talking the sure Sony is fine. I'm just talking cartel spacer in general. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, so if you actually wanted to spam these, because you can oh, get eight okay. of them. Yeah. Does this guy have? He doesn't. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know if I'd run it on Sunny Bounder because I want the minus two points. I want a P. I want a PS12. PS12. Yeah, yeah. I want PS12. Sunny Bounder. Oh, you can put pulse ray shield. You can have five of them with pulse ray shield link batteries. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, right. the benefits, Ricky, with having the uh, the the reroll with Sunny is it's a better chance to to proc that ability to get that extra. Hit. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I just I like him almost more for the PS1 than I do for his ability. His ability is just like extra offense and defense that just happens. Kind of like, kind of like the same reason I run, I like Wampa. Wampa is extra unmitigated damage and people like to shoot him. Like, like that's why I like Wampa. It's not because his ability, like I don't, I don't care for his ability. People like to shoot him and every so often and he's a low PS TIE fighter, right? Well, Wampa's at least a 25% chance to trigger. Uh, Sunny, yeah. without any rerolls, it, it's less than that, so. Yeah. So, uh, I'll get into, oh, actually, hold up. Blair, what's your favorite, uh, or what's an underrated card do you think in this wave that people aren't really talking about? Well, people are talking about advanced optics on Poe, but mm-hmm. I honestly think that card, if you got the points and you got the tech, uh, I think that card is worth it on damn near anyone. Because, I mean, like, how many ships out there are going to get one shot? I mean, if, if you have a ship that is going to take two or more shots to kill, 
you're usually mm-hmm. gonna spend that uh, spend that focus on defense, have the opportunity to. So you're essentially upping your hit point value for two points by one. I mean, I think that's pretty well damn worth it to be honest. I don't see why it wouldn't be. So I think that's a. I think now, granted, there's not a whole lot of ships that use tech that are good. There's a couple, maybe like quick draw, but I think that's a definitely something to be explored for advanced optics for me it's there are so many times where you have your focus at the end of the at the end of the turn right yeah. that absolutely yep it just it happens so often mm-hmm. where you rolled all hits or you, you rolled all hits and blanks right and you didn't roll focus it'd be so nice just to keep it just to keep it for two points <laughs> is just fine it's you know it's action efficiency for, you know, in in a way where it prevents you from having a wasted action. You know, if you didn't need yeah. to spend it, well, now you can save it for you know when you do need it. So, yeah. Now it's it would I would certainly rather have because uh, I'm immediately thinking you know I could use that for a wings with the uh, op spec. Actually, hold up. I think that there might be an op spec advanced optics uh, combo there. I'm always going back, guys. I've got <laughs> you have a problem. problem. Yes. I have a problem. All right. Granted, uh, it, you can't put it on A wings, so you need something that yeah, like what tie FOs? There, They're kind of like A wings. You could run. You could run. Uh, there is a tie FO snapshot. But oh man, damn it! Damn <laughs> <laughs> it's another trigger word. <laughs> Snapshot's another trigger word. Uh, uh, <laughs> I could do it. Um, I could do some snapshot advanced optics spec list. Anyways, um, so uh, my favorite. Card or card that I think is underrated. I'm gonna go with Jamming Beam only because it's very cheap and it kind of runs off of my favorite title, the the G XG One title. Um, but I, I really like the I, I want to play with Jamming because I think that there is some potential there for some cool lockdowns. Something that drives me crazy and I think would be a great FAQ article would be. Wes and Jam and uh, some of the other th- and, Ka- and Karner working against reinforced tokens. Yeah. I think that that would be an excellent. I would think that would be an excellent FAQ to sort of maybe bring Wookies down just a little bit. I think they'd still be super strong, but I think it would give it just a little bit more counterplay. Anyways, yeah. I still think that jamming is interesting. I always like control mechanics, and it is a control mechanic. And having a new one. Uh, is just fun, so that's something that I, there's going to be something that uses jamming. I just don't know yeah. what it is I, yet, and I don't know if it's the cluster missiles or what are the missiles called? Um, Scram, scrambler missiles. Yeah, yeah I, I'm actually yeah, sad I don't about know jam. If it's scrambler missiles or jamming beam. I, I'm sad because I feel like Wookies are going to keep it out of play, like because it just doesn't do anything to them, right? Like, like oh hey, I'll just still reinforce and still have expertise. It's fine, guys. Yeah, but but if it, but if it did, that's like, what I mean. Yeah, if great, it did, right? yeah, it'd be it'd be very good. All it would take mm-hmm. is them just considering a reinforce token as an evade token. Oh. You know, that's that's all it would take, and then all of a sudden all of those things come into play, like Jax and, and Wes and, you know, all that. Yeah, I you know, just a little bit. Reinforce was designed for Epic, please. Like, you know... <laughs> it, was, it was designed for Epic on ships that have no agility ever. It's like, let's just calm it a little bit. Calm it a little bit down. So I'm really excited to see how the jamming uh, mechanic plays out. And I, since I'm going to be running that title anyways, I may as well check it out on the jamming beam. So 
Uh, anyway, so there's that. Like, let's so let. I guess we're wrapping up. Let's. We don't have a contest, and I want to do one. Uh, Will, why don't you give us our next contest? You're a guest. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, 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 no, actually, Will, you're part of the crew. You're absolutely <laughs> part of the crew. You've driven me drunk too many times that you absolutely get like you get you get your full access member. Um, what? But but you haven't. Everybody's picked a uh, a contest before i'm going to give you your first contest is a huge responsibility okay uh yeah so give us a a, a list contest for the listeners up hmm, okay well something something tells me i have to do something using uh r5tk just just because you don't have to but you can uh, sure. i i think i think that's the solution um so what what do you guys usually do like a store kit or a buff the, kind of thing or you know something like no, that? No, no, this is not a bounty. No. Oh, send in a list. Yeah, just a, a list just in. a list. Okay, so send a yeah. list in with R five TK in any imaginative way possible. The best R five TK list. Yeah, the best R five TK list, and I think best quote unquote is the most crazy, silly, stupid. Well, it's, <laughs> Not it's necessarily the, the most being, competitively viable. Yeah, best being the best reason to be shooting your own ships. Ex- exactly, yes. <laughs> and everybody and more out so, there... That's it. And more so than they're just Z95s. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody out there in Scum and Villainy Land knows that if you put exploding Z95s into the list, it gets extra points. Like, that's just built in <laughs> to it being a contest on this show. <laughs> you remember that epic uh, list that was just nothing but Z95s yeah. that exploded? Absolutely. What was that for? I don't remember. It was the C-Rock list. It was a yeah. C-Rock and just nothing but exploding yeah. Z95s. Yeah, he was shooting his... Like he had missiles like, on the Sea Rock, yeah. And Lyle had to like convince you and me that that wasn't the winner. <laughs> yep. Like, come on, man, this is like way more inventive. And we're like, but exploding Z's. <laughs> I mean, like, so I I almost won a team tournament at Hoth last year with six exploding Z's and two torque boats, uh, or two years That's ago. So two years funny. Ago. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. We want to thank our producer patrons, so let's go ahead and list them out here. Uh, Matthew Williams, uh, Tim LeBeau, Jonas Malapas, Mike Carpenter, Steve Harvey, Matt uh, Mevroides, Matt Foss, Christopher George, Dad Mark Tippett. Do not forget about the battle tech that should be in the will to me <laughs> now that I'm now your adopted son. Uh, Ethan Ward, Orpheus, Brian Lindemann, Hassan Khan, Matt the Mighty Newt, Logan, campaigned Guido Kessels, and Hannah Penguin. Anyways, thank you guys for being patrons. Please don't forget to, or being producer level patrons, please don't forget to, to hit up uh, Blair or I or somebody if you want to have a nice uh, vassal lesson. We want to do one of those. Blair, do you want to like schedule one of those uh, soon? Blair or Tyler, you guys are actually good. Um, unless someone wants to learn about A Wings. Um, but uh, maybe I should do one. I've got one, I've got some free time. But do you guys want to do a. Uh, vassal learning session soon should we get like a sign up for it let's do it do sign up and what stream it yes. to twitch something like that so yeah all right so so blair will take how many people do you want for your first uh lesson cap it with something come one come all <laughs> all right cool so all right so blair's gonna do uh his first uh one-on-one feel free to sign up if you want in and we'll kind of schedule that uh, give us your time zones, and we'll try and schedule the most amount of people for Blair's time because he's he's an important man with responsibilities like editing our podcast. Right. So and he um, also lives in the past. So yeah, 
Yeah, he lives he lives on the Pacific Coast, so we'll try and make it work for that time. Anyway, so let's go ahead. Uh, let's see here. Shoutouts, Will. Do you feel like you survived uh, your first episode okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. It, it's so, definitely better up here than the air that's all downstairs in that stuffy escape shuttle. So I have to point out, Blair, that this just proves that Ricky doesn't actually listen to any, our, any of our boiler room stuff. That is true. <laughs> yeah, because Will's totally been on Boiler Room before. <laughs> no, no, I I know. He's okay, been, I'm he's just been saying on the, on the flagship yet. I read. I hold up. I didn't listen to them, but I did read. <laughs> I did read the Slack chat that said that he was on. And, How about that? And, and how about that? And to be fair, that, that that episode, I was actually simultaneously watching it like a Cubs playoff game, so I was like mildly distracted watching that as well as the uh, <laughs> the episodes. So. Details, details. It's yeah. fine. All right, it doesn't matter. All right, does anybody have any shout-outs before we want to close this off? Shout-out to the Minox. When I arrived in Fresno, the first image I had of Ryan Farmer, I see him standing outside a Waffle House looking at his phone, adjusting his hair in the morning. That was the first <laughs> That's like, you know, like the end of the of the Magneto mean perfection. That's perfection right there. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Gold Squadron Regional that's coming up. Uh, it's January 7th. Does that sound right? Will? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. January, no, well, it's January it's 6th 5th, or 7th. January yeah, one 5th of those days. through the 7th. And for the math people out there, you'll notice that that's three days, not two. Because that's right. When you live in the Midwest, you go to real-sized regionals where they need actual two days worth of flights to get into their finals. That's so, insane. That's going to be so big. Yeah, it's uh, it's looking at being over 200 people if we fill out. So we've got like 130 or 40 on day on Saturday, and I think they opened up 90 or 80 seats on Friday. So like, it's going to be an awesome regional. Like the Ron and the Gold Squadron guys do an amazing job setting that stuff up with prize support and getting everybody fit in, like in there. Uh, if you don't follow those guys, you won't know that earlier in the year a uh, minivan drove through their store because uh, their store is right next to a Walmart and there was early in the morning uh, a guy got confused and hit the gas pedal instead of the brake or something like that and was like not just like hit the wall but was 20 to 30 feet into the store like the whole van was in the store all right he definitely he definitely went full Oiken with Dauntless yeah, and yeah right and so they actually made a Gold Squadron Oiken card that is the minivan in their store. <laughs> and that's, that's, yeah. one of the, that's one of the, the uh, uh, participation prizes that everybody will get. So, Man, that's the one that like Lyle and Dom were always like going to that have the crazy prizes. No, yeah, right? they do. Like, I mean, two years ago when oh, I was top it. four. I've got to go. Yeah, one no, of those, it's, man. I mean, very much so all of the money that they get, char- that char- is charged every year is 100% put back into like prize support for everybody there. Like the, <laughs> the store pretty much gives them the space. Ron, uh, like runs everything. Like, he, I mean, he's not getting anything out of it other than the love of the game. And they do an awesome job every year. So if uh, if you're anywhere near the Midwest, or if you're not, because we got people from the East Coast flying in, we got people from the West Coast probably coming. I'm not sure, but maybe. Uh, you know, come on out, test test your regional ability against the best of the best. Put it that way. This won't be one of those silly uh, regionals like in those random places that only have like 30 people to show up, and then you're like, oh, I want a regional. Nah, come, hey, come fight yeah, one with two Duncan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Duncan. <laughs> he, he's actually gonna be there. So. <laughs> 
Man, now I'm sad that I get hosed because robotic season no, kicks off that kidding? weekend. Are you kidding? Will, Will, your luck is such that you're like, it's going to swing around and go great. I feel this. I feel this. I believe that there's no such thing as unlucky or lucky. And eventually, at some point, you're going to adjust to the mean. No, so his problem is he spends all his luck in other hobbies. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the problem. Like, I was just going to say, I'm unfortunately not even part of that 140, because first robotic season kicks off that weekend, so I'm not going to be able to be there. So, sad panda. Uh, my shout-out is to uh, Baby Tiberius. I love you. Um, all right, so I think that's everybody. Uh for uh, Blair Bunky, better known as Scruffy, for Tyler Tippett, better known as Starslinger72, and for Will Barnacle, the scum and villainy designated driver. I'm your host, Richard White, better known as Kelvin Tiberius. Thank you, Galactic Colonet, and good hunting.